0: As well as affecting the economy and local business, the US-China trade war has also affected the stock market. Hong Kong, Shanghai and Shenzhen stocks are some of the world's worst performing equity markets this year. That will have an impact on the performance of your MPF funds, with the scheme on track for its worst year since 2011. Pension provider Fidelity International said that Hong Kongers must save 12 times their annual salary to afford pre-retirement lifestyles at 65 this means an employee with a city's median monthly income of $16,800 will need about $2.4 million to maintain their current lifestyle once they retire. However, MPF fund members had only $380,000 saved on average at the end of September, only a sixth of what is required. To make up for the shortfall, Fidelity said each employee will need to save an additional twenty percent of their annual income on top of their MPF contribution. I'm joined now by Francis Chung, chairman of MPF Ratings. Good morning, Francis. Good morning. First of all, how have the MPF funds performed on average during the current market turbulence?
1: Yeah, we're still waiting for uh, the final month's numbers, but um, you know, last month was a difficult month. This month undoubtedly will be a difficult month as well. I think the one thing that is a little different this month I can imagine is that during the year the DIS funds have actually performed quite well in part because their fees are a little lower and because they have a disproportionate greater exposure to um, US assets. But this month we've seen all asset classes generally perform pretty poorly. So I think we're going to have another tough tough month. Uh, I think you mentioned earlier we're on track for our worst year since 2011. If that may be true. I think the key thing to, to realise here is that MPF is genuinely long-term. I mean, if you start work at age 20, you're going to retire at uh, 65. That's 45 years. That's 540 months. One, two, three, six months of of, of negative performance over that period the key thing is to stay invested because the power of compounding over the long term is an incredibly powerful um, uh, instrument for long-term savings.
0: So young people should be happy when the stock market tumbles because, in some ways, you can buy shares when the prices are low.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, look at the end of the day, you know, I, I've often sort of shared with um, uh, with listeners here and also with our audience that. Your greatest friend friend when you're investing is actually time. And over time mm-hmm. asset prices generally go up. And you know, I think a great comparison for the youngsters is if a particular product or service that you want is reduced by twenty percent one particular day, is that a good deal or not for you? Arguably it is.
0: So what should you do though if you're coming up to retirement and you don't have too long to ride out this performance this period of poor performance before you need to start drawing your pension—is there anything
1: you can do? Yeah, look, that's a very good question. I think that's one of the uh, the, the conundrums that um, that workers have as they're coming close to retirement. You can you can have saved for a period of you know ten, twenty, thirty, forty, forty plus years, and you you end up coming to a a period of retirement where the one year that you are looking to retire, it becomes a tough market. So I think by that stage, you should certainly have been planning to de-risk your portfolio, Mm -hmm. been in more defensive assets and starting to look at post-retirement income. So can you give a sense of... If you picked the wrong
0: fund, what sort of difference that would make to your your pension pot?
1: I look each month, uh, and you know you you, you can go into our website and you can have a look. We come up with the good, the bad, the ugly, and each month we look at the dispersion of performance uh, between the very best fund returns and the and the worst fund returns, as well as the asset classes, and you can see sort of the. Divergence um, does have actually a profound effect depending Mm. on which asset classes, depending on the time and also, you know, just that particular month or that particular year in terms of difference in performance. Again, I think the key thing here is, you know, wealth is a relative thing. You know, if markets go down, if you're losing less than the market, theoretically, you've, you're actually in a better position. The key thing is actually having the right portfolio that matches your risk profile and your time mm. frame for investing.
0: I should imagine that the funds that are invested in Hong Kong and Chinese equities haven't
1: done that well this year. And, and that's exactly right. I mean, as I said, it's, it's quite interesting when we look at the DIS funds uh, versus the traditional lifecycle funds within within NPF. The traditional lifestyle funds or lifecycle funds Um, have a greater exposure to Hong Kong-China equities than the DIS schemes. Uh, The DIS schemes or funds, I should say, Um, have a greater exposure to to global equities. And you can see, notwithstanding sort of similar risk profiles, the divergence of performance between the two. And that can be attributed to two factors, one being fees. But I think a greater um, attribute to the dispersion performance is the exposure to Hong Kong-China equities uh, versus global equities in DIS. Now, to fill the gap between what
0: employees have in their NPF fund and what they need to comfortably retire on. Fidelity said each employee will need to save an additional 20% of their annual income on top of what they're already contributing. I should imagine that's a shock to a lot
1: of people to hear that. You know, it's... (laughs) Fidelity do some excellent research and they do this international research on, on saving for retirement each year. And there's a lot of technicalities behind the um, the report which obviously your readers won't be particularly interested in. And frankly, even from my perspective, I don't think it's particularly important. What is important is actually some of the the high-level points that they make. And I think the first point that they make is, look, we talk about 20%. That number can be any number. Mm-hmm. The key point I think they're trying to make is that – you need to save a lot more than you ordinarily would expect to need to 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 save for. I think that's – if anything is shocking, it's that. It's not the 20%. It's just that you need to save more. I think the other point, and I would say that this is probably the key thing that came out of the report for me, which is absolutely right, is that uh, you actually need to save early. Mm -hmm. If you start saving early and maintain that discipline of regular savings, it takes the pain away from forcing yourself to save at a much later age or that age closer to retirement.
0: So should people who are listening voluntarily contribute more to the NPF
1: or other pension schemes at a younger age? In my view, without a doubt. um, I think it's of paramount importance to have that saving discipline. I think the other thing that I would – I would uh, suggest to to your audience here is that we often talk about investing and it's very easy to talk about investing and financial markets, how they've performed in a particular month, quarter or year. But there's two aspects to actually investing. One is the actual investment that you make and the other aspect is savings. And we rarely talk about savings in the same light as we do investing. And saving is as important as investing. Mm. So if you're
0: younger, um, say you're a millennial, then you can afford maybe to take more risk, put more of your portfolio into equities. Is yes. there sort of like an ideal mix
1: that you would recommend that maybe people should think about as a young person? Yeah, look, it's, again, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, I have millennial children and I'm forever sort of trying to educate them. And, and again, they have time on their side and it's, it's time and, and compounding of returns are sort of your two best investment mm-hmm. friends. So, On that basis, you should take more risk than someone who's closer to retirement and thinking about um, de-risking their portfolios and looking at um, an annuity-type stream. When you're young, you don't have to. So I think there's two aspects. One is you can afford to take risk because A, you're young, and B, you've got time on your side. And the second aspect is take full advantage of that by getting into that discipline of savings. And I think the other point that I would make of that that Fidelity uh, report is – is they actually talk about saving milestones. And again, that is hugely important. It's like anything we do in life. If we set goals and we focus on achieving those goals, once you have those targets, it it actually makes that end goal of, of, uh, of planning and saving for your financial retirement future much easier. Francis, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Pleasure. That was Francis Chung
0: from MPF Ratings. I hope you found all of that informative and useful. If you did, then please join us again at the same time next week. Christmas is coming, so I'll help you better understand your consumer rights as we enter the busy shopping season. Jimmy Lam will talk to a listener who's had a bad consumer experience and find out what redress she has. Finally, in our investment segment, I'll take a look at Impact Investing. From me, Peter Lewis, have a great weekend.